Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we in Westeros? Because I see Dragonstone. Yeah. <laughs> I know EK the DJ. The Wizard of Fred will appreciate that reference. <laughs> As he says nothing. Yeah, you just sit over there like... Mm. I couldn't tell that it was time to... now. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not John. It's Hill. Thank you. Happy. You know nothing, Hill Snow. <laughs> Hell snow, I love it. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Well played, sir. You still know, well, maybe more than that. I don't know. Because I know nothing, apparently. You know nothing, apparently. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Otherland Dreams. Now that we're kind of done jabbering. <laughs> I am Lady Stars of Fire, and yes, I'm here with Hellstone. <laughs> Hellstone? What the fuck was that? Who the fuck is Hillstone? Ooh, you were talking the about the bastard from the Stonelands. I guess so. <laughs> I gave you a new name. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, I would like to start this episode out with a ginormous thank you. I've had one of the best weekends of my life this past weekend going out with the FXBG Public Radio crew. I'm not sure if you guys caught my uh, my short. Uh, video asking guys to come out to uh, Flashback Comics. Shout out to them for inviting FXBG Public Radio to do some podcasts. We provided some sound for an event up there. It was a great time. We got to meet some very cool fans of comic books. Got to meet some cool voice actors. One of them being John St. John. For those of you who don't know, he is the voice of Duke Nukem among other many, many other uh, characters in video gaming and animation, uh, animated movies or shorts, whatever. He does a lot of voice work. This man was kind enough to do a voice drop for Otherland Dreams. And I would like to share the first of a couple of those with you right now. Nukem, Duke Nukem. And you're listening to Otherland Dreams on FXBG Public Radio. Beats the hell out of chewing bubble gum. I geeked out when I received that file today. <laughs> I've been on crowd, uh, cloud 25,542. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll have a couple of other promotional videos coming up with uh, a couple of the Duke Nukem lines. It, it's just fun stuff. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You saw her an ass, and I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so tonight we're doing bat medicine, correct? Yes, we are. We're going to be speaking all about, you know, the different information, totems, medicine, some facts, some positive and some negative information on bat medicine. 
And that is one of my guys. Isn't it one of yours too, Hill Heavy? No. I thought that it popped up. All right. Uh, he uh, he does have medicine, uh, messages for me. And literally last night, I uh, went out for a walk contemplating what we were going to talk about tonight. <clears throat> and Bat gave me one message. What? Coward. That you was? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> I'm still working on that. I spoke to uh, EK the DJ on this, and he was confused about it as I was. So apparently I'm going to have to do some deep introspective thought on this. And I would uh, like to take this moment as well to give another shout out. Okay. Before we get too deep into uh, bat medicine. And uh, call my brother over. <laughs> <laughs> to hop on the screen for me real quick. We've talked about him many times on the show. We'd like to put a face to the voice. Uh, we may have to move a camera. Ah, why? Just wobble are your legs, over here. Are your legs broken? <laughs> oh, you want me over there? Idea. Okay. I don't think it's a good idea for him to be climbing over all of this right now. Uh, that is a fair statement. Yes, you are correct. Uh, please put... Uh, <laughs> he sits back down. Never mind. Don't <laughs> forget that. <laughs> please, let's put a camera on Mr. Madman Lowercase, who I do Shock Monkey Radio with. This is what we can do. I love him like a brother. <laughs> He's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Notice him sporting his FXBG Public Radio t-shirt like a boss. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. I feel full. <laughs> full. <laughs> full, full of love and happiness or full of uh, ethanol related beverages yes that a boy <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much these things are true we talk about you on this show quite a bit and I just wanted our listeners to be able, if they haven't went over and checked out the madman's uh, YouTube page and you should <laughs> to put a face to the voice oh. or the name that I referenced mm -mm -mm. I hope I didn't get any on. Did I get? Did I get any on me from no. that? Okay. <laughs> He's like, and goodbye. Go. <laughs> go back to your ethanol-filled beverages, brother. It, He's like my box and all goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, my man's a great guy. <laughs> he, he, he is a wonderful soul, and this world is made better by his presence. <laughs> yeah, I love him. And there they go. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get fuckers. here. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get here at FXPG Public Radio. <laughs> we're, as you, uh, we've mentioned it before, we're a grassroots movement. We're out about giving a free voice, uh, free speech to everyone. Uh, if you're in the Fredericksburg, Virginia area, you know, come out. $15 an hour, you too can have a podcast. But, you know, it's the heart of it is people who want to do good. And Madman and EK the DJ and Lady Stars and Fire are perfect examples of people who just want to do good. So, bat medicine! No, 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 bat medicine! Oh, lordy, lordy. Okay, but as I get into it, so you just were given that you didn't have courage? I was, no, I was called a coward. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. My, my, my. It went out the window. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I can see that coming from a bat because, because bats are deep. And they're 
painful when it comes time for their medicine and their lessons. They're not easy. No, exactly. I mean, I love Bat, and Bat's been with me when it needs to be with me for a very long time. And that, um, but like you said, nothing about its medicine is all warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. No. I mean, it might. You may even look at a bat and think of them as cute and cuddly. Some people do. I mean, some like some people think of them as cute and cuddly. I mean, hey, you can't take away other people's opinions. Some I people cannot. <laughs> but you know, one of the points I was going to make is a lot of people also look at bats as scary. And a lot of our totems and guide animals can be considered scary, but it's the the ones that get that fear in us the most is the ones that have the most powerful messages for us as people. Like I myself, I've always been afraid of bears. I got bear as a totem. <laughs> Go figure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think I, I did a show before, before I ever was with Otherland Dreams, and on just like, the scarier creatures. Right. The scarier creatures or, or the bugs. Like, the, the stuff that you're like, I really don't want that as a guy. That? That? Why? Why? That? I don't want, like, worms. <laughs> I mean, I, and their medicine actually is very powerful and very, actually loving, but very powerful, very loving, very deep, but not easy to work with. You must eat. They'll work with you if you're doing your work. Right. And they will give you love that, if you're doing your work. That's all of them. They'll all give you the love if you're doing the work. If you're not, they're going to reach out and smack you upside the face. Yes. Well, Bat has a way of, of kind of going, if you're trying, I'll try not to make it quite as hard. Right. And if you're not trying... I don't care. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the bat medicine can be very misunderstood by many animals. It's often seen as darkness, death, in the underworld. But the bat symbolism, um, I stole this from, let me, let me stop for a second, go all the way down. Do, 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 do. I stole this from uh, the information that I'm going over today. Well, I can't get all the way down there. So, Well, real quick while you're looking that up, I'm going to make a reference on the, uh, the different types of bats. There are the large bats, uh, or yeah, fuck large bats, and they're all the, they're all the fruit eaters. You know, your fruit bats is a blanket term for them. Then you've got your your smaller bats, which are your insect eaters. They'll get the prey that they can. They're the hunters. Then you've got the vampire bats. So you've got the three classifications, and in general. All the three different types, whichever one appears to you, it has, for the most part, the same medicine. It can be broken down into different messages based on the uh, the different species, if I'm understanding correctly. That goes for any of the animals, I believe, though. Right. But, you know, if you're seeing a vampire bat ver uh, or a fruit bat, or you got a friend, let's say, I'm seeing a vampire bat, and Lady Stars and Fire is seeing a fruit bat, which... That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, we're still getting, at the core, the same message. We're, uh, there'd be slight variations on that based on what Spirit has to say to me versus what Spirit would have to say to her. But it's still the same core message with slight variations. Yes. 
And and I completely agree, but that also depends on where you are on your path. Right. Because it may be the same message, but what what you received once from the bat may now be let's let the plot thicken. So you may have been on the same kind of message, but now that the plot's thickening and you're getting into a deeper aspect in your soulfulness, you know, it's enlightening you on a whole new level, right. so to speak. So it might be moving along that process, even though for one person it's saying one thing and for you it's saying kind of the same thing, but you both may be on different levels of your journey. Right. And... and it could be saying the same thing, but yet it's completely coming across to you as completely different messages because of where you are. Because one of the things I've often been told, <laughs> and and I've even told people is is you know like if bath bat not bath, if the bat has flown into your life, typically you're about to go under some kind of major transformation and change. Right. And well, not typical. It's almost always. Well, it, it unless, is unless you're a the bat is your totem. Yes. If it's a, just a guide that shows up, then you're going through a change. If it's your totem animal, then that's not necessarily the, the case because you can't be con going through a constant change. I mean, it's like uh, uh, the number seven. Uh, people who are sevens are very analytical. Correct. I don't know my numbers that well okay, as well, far as when I put them to a person. Okay, I know okay. them in a different Then way. I'm going to abandon that line of thought because I was hoping you could help me out on that. And, and you may be completely right, but when I put them into personality versus what the seven means on an average, it does shift. Well, the, what I was getting at was uh, if you're an analytical person and bat comes into your life, bat is about feeling over thinking. Uh, people who are analytical, such as myself, have a very hard time when Bat shows up as a guide because you you can't think, you have to feel. You can't lead with your head, you got to lead with your heart. And for air signs, that would be very difficult. Yeah, I'm doubly fucked. <laughs> it's a little almost triply fucked. <laughs> you keep making this me feel so much better. I'm sorry. I've seen his astrology chart. I mean, and he's a little bit of, he has a little bit of water in his chart, but it's mainly all air. <laughs> so I only peed in my chart a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You, you only have a little bit. You only have a little bit of that, that flowing from water. L only a little bit of pee. Good. Okay. <laughs> At least you don't smell bad. <laughs> well, that depends on how hard I've worked that day. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Typically, if the bats come in, it's because you're about to go through a major transformation. And depending on how much you're willing to truthfully sift through your shit mm -hmm. will depend on how easy that transformation will take place. Especially in the beginning, because the, the beginning is going to be the hardest time for you to follow your true inner vibrations that bat is trying to uh, direct you towards. Yeah, well, that's part of why... <laughs> See, Bat, when he shows up in my life anymore, he's becoming more of a totem. But a totem that's not there all the time. I mean, he bring, he is a guide, but slash totem. I mean, when I, when, I don't know how many times I've taken a walk with a bat literally flying right next to me. Yeah. And I've had many, you know, 
spiritual conversations on that level because of that. And that's, that's you know, started me when I was really going through some rough patches. And now I'm just like, oh, here we go again. See, I've had a, a similar experience, but kind of different. I've got a, a good friend of mine who, whenever me and her were hanging out in this not a, a, a relationship type person, just a good friend of mine, that every time we would hang out, she would either see a bat as we were hanging out, or she would see a bat after we parted ways. Well, that could have been also a transformation that she was going through. It may not have necessarily had to do with you. But she would never see a bat otherwise unless she was around me. But you would be the one that brought it because you were the spiritual one. It could be. Like I said, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, I, I say all the time, if, the more you've awakened... The more as, as a person who's awakened, and, and I, I will say this too, just because you've awakened does not mean you have a damn bit of enlightenment. Right. You can be awake and start to see ghosts or spirit or feel energy and da 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 but you still haven't awakened to any level of oneness. And then once you've started to come into a oneness with an enlightenment, that's a whole different vibration. So once you've become awakened with at least some enlightenment, if you're communicating with somebody who really hasn't awakened or just is, I always say in a form, I'm like, well, they've just become your charge. It's partially your responsibility as their friend to be there and help them understand the direction that they should be going. Do you understand? Yeah, I get you. I'm not saying what they do is your responsibility, but... Oh, of course not. You can't be responsible for somebody else's duds. Exactly, but what, what I'm saying is... is most likely, their awakening has to do with the fact that you are awake. Ten four. And being in, in their life. Like with my, uh, I, I say all the time, my, my mom is incredibly spiritual. For those people who know me and, and my life or have been following me, they know I take care of my mother. Right. And at 70-some years old, the last thing she wants to do is go through this spiritual change. She's like, no, nah, you're going to have this <laughs> shit back, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. She's like, I lived my whole life like this, and now you wake up, and all the spirits that are in the house and all the energy that comes, and then, and then, and I'm freaking seeing the bed start to move and weird shit from other, you know, she just picks up on it and stuff. And she's not I'm old, happy. I'm ornery, and I'm stubborn in my ways. Exactly, and she doesn't want to change. I don't want to change. I don't want to learn about it. I don't want to know about about it can you just stop but the more you're around someone the more that you are part of that life the more that you happen to awaken them if you're awake and in a form I look at it as that's part of your responsibility since you helped wake them up to help keep them at least in a healthy going forward level but with that being said, um, I think I got this from, like, uh, I'll have to come back, but it's, like, uh, at the end of the show, I'll find it and I'll tell you. Because I pulled it off of a couple different websites, but a lot of it I was pulling off of one. Um, the bat symbolism is just like a magpie symbolism in some senses. It is, a, it is ripe of goodness and positivity. Um, but it doesn't come quickly, and with that necessarily, don't dismiss it just because it looks like something that you may not think has value. It very much has value. And also, um, it, and because it's an animal of the night or a guardian of the night, 
It is also looked after or looked and viewed as an owl, anim, animal spirit, you know, that lurks in, lurks in the darkness and senses on high alert. And that is very much true because the bat definitely deals with its senses more than it does its eyes. Bats do have eyes, correct? Well, yeah, they do have eyes, but, but they you realize the eyes are one of the senses. But they don't, they, they, they're more of, they listen to their senses, like they hear and they feel more than they use their eyes, right? Senses, it would be one sense. It would be the auditory sense. They make a clicking sound and then they get that audio sound hits something and comes back. They don't see so much as they hear. So it's not senses, it would be sense, an auditory sense, not a uh, visual sense. Right, I get it. But I was, in my mind, I was like, they do see. They they can see very very poorly, but the uh, what they receive and we we can pantomime it into seeing, but we really don't know what goes on in a bat's brain as as they receive these inputs. There are very few cases of human beings who have lost their sight and have used a clicking like noise and have had some success in being able to navigate a physical world without a the use of a guide dog in the same fashion as a bat. But we still have no concept of what it would be like inside of our own brains. Uh, anyone who is listening who is blind would be able to understand it. But those of us with sight, there's no way we could possibly comprehend what that is because we see the color black. And we, when you think of blind, oh, everything would be black. No, there wouldn't even be black. That's Black is the absence of color. I never thought of it that way before. Vision is the absence of any visual input, black is still a visual input. So it's just empty. Empty. I can't even huh. wrap my hand around that what that would be so like. That makes so much freaking sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 because I never thought of it as empty. I just always thought of it as black, but you put me in my place there. And spirit, <laughs> see, they have had a lot of work with me on my hollow bone, mm-hmm. which is empty. Right. And I always referred it to, you know, closing my eyes and going hollow. But to me, hollow was still black. And that makes so much more sense now as to, I mean, because they've they've taught me how to, you know, listen to my senses. Listen to, you know, listen to how, how feel my senses. To literally feel them. Feel them, smell them. And, and and follow that and not necessarily always trust my eyes, trust the other senses. Right. But I never put it to the emptiness of the hollow bone so that you can get the unconditional truth because I referred it to black. That makes it so much more thicker. The plot is thickened so much more. <laughs> <laughs> and I never put it that way. I'm like, oh, wow. See, I learned something. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> I've uh, one of the fears of my life that I've uh, overcome, but it's something I've thought about since I was a small child is what it would be like to be blind. And I've known of several people who have been colorblind who've taught me what that is actually like. There's been a science museum I've visited that gave you a quasi example of what that could be. And I've had the the pleasure, I should say for myself, not so much for this particular ind- individual to speak to a blind person who, who gave me the concept, who put me in my place about, it's all black, right? No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, like I said, until we had this conversation, I never even, I never viewed the emptiness at all. I mean, it, it was like not even an idea. 
Yeah, it's one, it's extremely hard to wrap your head around because we never really can. Yeah, I mean, and I can understand. See, because, like I said, I, I've, it's it's taught me. And that's the way the How bat- to steer my direction through my personal darkness. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't realizing it's not a darkness, it's an emptiness. So, now that you uh, understand the emptiness, the way a bat interacts with the world is it sends out these percussion waves. It's a change in pressure that goes out, hits something, and bounces back. So it's not getting so much as a, a the sense of sight. It's getting a f- change in the pressure that's around it, that it perceives with its ears. Yes, and I understood that part. But but when you think about it... Now how, I think uh, of it, 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 it's so much deeper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean... Hmm. <laughs> that see that also talks about to, uh, about protection, about like psychic protection, um, with the energy shifting right now, because so many people are starting to wake up and the vibration itself is lifting, and as the vibration is lifting on the planet, then it's kind of like the planet is having to clean out so many people's negativity because in order for the planet to shift and rise in its vibration, some of those lower vibrations have to get healed. As long as the planet doesn't decide to shake us off like a dog and a bunch of fleas, I'm okay. Well, what it is is it's kind of like we rise, it rises a little bit. We rise, it rises a little bit. We rise, it rises is what I'm being told. But as it rises, it's also taking the normal balance of what you pick up from energy you know, and it's taking to a brand new height of what is the positive or the clean, higher vibration, and it's giving a whole new height on what would be the negative. Right. So it's making the pressure that you feel pressure the pressure feeling more pressuring. <laughs> Which, pressuring. I don't. He's laughing at me. I don't care. But I, I'm saying it would make the pressure feel greater or more intense or thick. stronger. Yeah. Use any adjective other than more pressure. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just sorry, but you know what I mean. But I mean, it, it's feeling like it's pushing on us harder. And there you go. That was a. That's a very good phrase. <laughs> so much better than pressure. Pressure. <laughs> it feels like it's pushing on us harder and a little bit more suffocating. That's what she said. <laughs> And I hope all of our listeners went out and enjoyed themselves in their garden with their lovers after our uh, last podcast. Go Beltane. Go Beltane. <laughs> Get your mm-mm-mm-mm on. <laughs> <laughs> My new favorite holiday. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm seeing where I, I already knew that it had that, that guidance as a guide for protection. But now I understand the pressure that it it provides for helping you sift through it. Right. I was trying to find the right words there. So, I mean, yeah. It's nice. It's nice when you learn something you didn't know that you were learning. <laughs> you want to know another interesting fact about, uh, fact about the bat? What? A mother bat, when it has a baby, before it has that baby, that baby, right before it has the baby, it that baby represents 30% of the mother bat's weight. Imagine giving, uh, carrying around and giving birth to a 45-pound child. Wow. 
I haven't given birth to anything, so. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I haven't had any children. Go me. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, all I can say to that is, wow. <laughs> yeah. So when, you know, bats are, for their size, are one of the slowest producing, uh, reproducing mammals out there. Because when they give, it's hard. It hurts. But it's fruitful. Just like bat totem. It's a hard process to go through. It's going to be painful, but it's worth it in the end. They don't teach you love. They teach you unconditional love. Right. They're going, they go for broke. I mean, there's, we're not going to half-ass do it. We're not going to kind of understand what love is because, let's face it, as human beings, we don't know a damn thing about love. We think we do. We understand the definition, but that's a definition we created. We still don't understand love. I mean, we're yeah. learning love can't to be mature. Love can't be defined by language. It can only be defined by feels. Right. I mean, as we mature, we're learning to understand what the true vibration of love is and understand how to interact with it without being human egotistic maniacs. Meat puppets. Yeah. We're learning to rise above that. And... And this animal, bat, is, is, makes you go for broke, makes you really do the work, makes you start to get into your feels and get into your heart on a level that originally maybe you didn't want to. No, uh, that's everything about the bat totem. It's making you do the hard changes and the hard choices that you didn't want to do or didn't want to see or weren't aware of that, yeah, it... Okay, bat totem or bat guidance more uh, more than the totem is the pee pee smack. <laughs> That's what you it know. Is. Unfortunately, I've been hanging out with you so much that I used that at work the other day. I was like, <laughs> I was I, I, I was talking to somebody yes. and I was like, I was like da 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 da. I was like, you know, it's being like slapped on the pee pee, and they were looked at me, and I was like. That's Devin Zari coming out of me. I'm like, you've done wrong and we're going to slap you on your pee-pee now. <laughs> and I caught myself and I was like, oh my God. But oh it's my God. accurate. <laughs> you know what? Bitch if you want, but it's accurate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm dying. <laughs> It, it was. You just you weren't there. If you were there, you, you probably would have died laughing too because you from just to see me say it. No, this is what I've been like. Yes. Yes. Yes, you would have been proud. You would have. Been I'm. Proud. I'm proud now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the 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 spirit guide of the bat makes you go deeper than you ever wanted to go. And I'm not saying that other spirit guides. Don't force you, or spirit medicine or whatever, don't force you into the right direction. But I guess Bat would be like the king daddy of, oh, oh, you, you, you're not going to get it from, you're not getting it. You're not, it, it's like your other totems or stuff that may love you and stuff, maybe giving you a little bit more unconditional love where Bat's going to come in and be fierce a little bit harder than the rest. Right, and you also got to think about the, uh, the, the daily routine of the Bat. In the daytime, it's in the cave. At nighttime is when it emerges, like a birth. Then at the end of its night, it goes back in. It's Life is in the darkness anyway. 
Uh, right, but what I'm getting at here is that when it's time for Bat to emerge, it emerges and it brings forth what it has to do, and then it goes away. Unless, again, unless it's your totem, but bat totems are—I won't don't want to say rare, but I've met zero people with bat totems, and other people with uh, other totems, at least in my experience, have are more common. Yeah. But so, therefore, with that being said, it's one of those things where the bat, when it emerges to give you this medicine, this necessary thing, it's coming from deep within, from your inner core, and it comes out and it does what it needs to do, then it goes back in. And it's, the guide may not be around for you to see, but it's still in there waiting for the time to reemerge if necessary. Right, when it's needed again. Um, that's part of why I picked Bat, because, like I said, Bat's come into my life in and out so many times that it's not really painful anymore. Now, now I, I just, all right, now I know where we're going. I, I understand what, what, what's that, what's, what the, what the situation is, the direction, and let me listen and get into my own, and, and get right with self and see where you're really taking me because you're about to, Make my ascension jump, my my evolving jump, come into a higher dimension, and I'm aware of that. So I just, all right, it, it's time to listen because I'm about to, I'm about to, as like a video game level up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say that all the time. I'm like, when you hail to the king, baby. <laughs> when you start leveling up, things shift, they change, and then also so does your skills. And, and the way you used to dealing with those skills. Because I was having this conversation today with Cheryl from... Um, the Grove from, of Bright Blessings. Yeah, we were... Bright Blessings. Good Lord. <laughs> we were having lunch and we were talking and I was like... Again? Well, yeah. I'm glad this turned out into a good friendship for you. That is awesome. Yes. I mean, we're, we're hanging out, having like a chill party once a week. <laughs> and so I, we were talking about this today and I was like, you know, when you level up... Because that's what you're doing, more or less. You're leveling up. I was like, it's it's like your skills thicken and widen and deepen in a form. I was like, and so the way you maybe used to do something is not the way that you're doing it anymore. Because you're learning it on a much deeper level. And you're shifting. Which, I mean, that is good for that too. Because it pops up and it's, it's like, alright, we're about to widen your horizons. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to help you see this. And I know that you're going to, all of a sudden, everything, that you, the way you ground yourself, the way that you, you know, you pick up the energy, the way you read the energy, the way you do readings, the way you do this, that, blah, 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 The way blah, you blah, handle blah. relationships. Bat's going to come up on your shoulder go, hey, girl, you know these guys you've been picking? All these losers and jackasses? You're about to be done with all them, because I'm going to kick you right where it hurts until you listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, it, it gets in deep, but it also is like, now I know that you don't know anything about yourself again. Yeah. So I'll hang out and help you figure that out, and then I'm gone, and I'll be back when you need me. Which is why I'm <coughs> so confused as to why Bat called me a coward. <laughs> I think, in honesty... Don't air my dirty laundry on there. I'm just saying, as an Aquarius, it has everything to do with it. You don't like your feels, and we'll leave it at that. 
I, I think for the average Aquarius, I'm much more in tune with my feels than the average Aquarius. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm saying as an Aquarius, you don't like them. They do get in the way. I won't lie. And I'm saying, I think that's kind of kicking you and being like, feels, asshole. Uh, look, Matt. <laughs> Let's put this out here, buddy. I could be wrong. <laughs> You've shown up in uh, shadow form uh, <coughs> about six months ago. And I tried listening, and you didn't say another goddamn word to me. And I tried. Now you've called, showed up and called me a coward. I want to listen. I'm ready. But <clears throat> I'm not going to cry over Frozen. It's not that good of a movie. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Oh, tell heavy, I love you. <laughs> Look at them all smiles. All right, let me say, some of the associations that go with that is camouflage, clairvoyance, communication, death, ego, grief, illusion. Illusion. I thought you were about to laugh or say something. That's why I was like, huh? What? Um, illusion, um, inner depth. Intuition, invisibility, journeying, love, new ideas, past lives, pollution, reality, rebirth, renewal, shamanism, transition in general, the underworld, and vibrational sounds. And I, I think, I mean, I think it pretty much fits all of them very well, but I, I'm... I'm saying in general, I don't, I don't think that there's... I mean, is there anything you feel like it's leaving out? No, I, I think it's pretty accurate. I think, yeah, I think it fits very well. It's, you know, some of the positive traits of the spirit animal is it, it's acute perception. Don't try to fool a person whose spirit animal is the bat because they can see the deception a mile away. And I think even it's not necessarily as a totem. I think, you know, when it's a guide to you at the time, yeah, you're not... Well, you can pull on the, uh, the spiritual powers of a guide whenever the guide is present. As long as you're in tune to that to ask for it, or sometimes the, the spirit animal will... Just give that to you when it feels like, okay, you really need this right now. You don't know it, but here you go. Yeah, I feel like it, I'm not going to let you close your eyes and not see because you need to see it. So, bitch, you're keeping your eyes open in a form. Right. Yeah, you're going to see it whether you like it or not. Like you said, he's making it. I'm not putting the other totems down or the other animals, but... The bat's not going to take the shit. It's not going to go, well, I'll, if, if you, the other totems, when you don't get it and you don't work with them, they might steer in different directions to try to get you there. Right. Where the bat's like, I'm just going to kick you right in the head. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not playing this game. I'm not even going to be nice to you. Let me just knock you over. Yeah. Bat goes, uh, hey, I like your teeth. My foot's about to go in them. Right. <laughs> Let's see how it feels when your face is ground. So, <laughs> you know. And, and Matt, Matt is very loving and very much, like I said, about going to get you into unconditional love. But it will beat you down until you get there. Yeah. 
And it, it, it's not going to take no for an answer. Yeah, let's put it this way. It'd be like trying to go against bat as a guide or totem is like my scrawny little ass trying to go into a, a ring and go in 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, even if his voice sounds funny. EK! <laughs> Our picture disappeared. All right. Um, another idea I can't is... can't see. A for, the forbearing do not easily give up on things when you're dealing with the mat, situations, and people. You use your wisdom. You use your senses of all things. You listen to your heart when you are emotional, when you need emotional guidance. <laughs> I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it doesn't give you a chance to say no. It, right. it just doesn't give you a chance to say, say no. It is, it, it, it teaches you to be strong and to know when it is time to hold on and when it is time to try harder. As well as when it's time to be brave enough to know when it is time to simply just flip and move on. And that has a lot to do, I think, with... It does deal with unconditional... Okay, it deals with unconditional love, but sometimes on an unconditional love, when you're dealing with spirit and the knowledge you have from spirit versus people who just are not awake, sometimes you need to let people go because... The only person that's harming is yourself. Right. I mean, you could you could be trying all day to talk to them about what they aren't seeing, what they are not awakening to, what's going right over their head, and it can upset you. And you because you're, you want them to understand, you want them to mature, you want them to spiritually grow. But it doesn't matter what you want. If they don't want to hear it, and they're not willing to hear it, and they're not willing to understand and mature, the only person that's harming, oh, getting harmed, is you. Don't do that to the mics. The madman's already beat the shit out of, uh, well, this to. mic, particularly today. Like, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> the times that you've done it in the past, quadruple that, and that was how many times the mic got smacked today. It got a beat down. It got a beat down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay stay right where I'm at. I'm not going to go that, there. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... Respect the mics. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm saying is... See, I think that's something that... <laughs> all right, because Bat came to me right before, like, last week when I decided we... Because uh, I knew we had an animal medicine video coming up. Mm -hmm. And... In the notes, when I'm, like, preparing for the months as we go through them, I just write animal medicine. And I'm like, well, when we get there, I'll see where the energy is. Okay. So as we were coming close, I'm driving down the road the other morning at, like, 5.30 a.m. And three bats fly right in front of the car. And they're just kind of staying ahead of the car. Just really? Just a little bit. I was only doing like 10 miles an hour because I was getting ready to turn into my house. Right, but Housing still, but to stay in a straight line, most most times when I see bats flying, it's a very erratic pattern. Yeah, no, every time bats have been around, it's like one, two, three. Hmm. Or I've had one literally in front of me, like as I'm walking down the road, and one literally in back of me, and I'm like, and they just stay. Hmm. Uh, let me... Uh, Modify a line from the James Joyce's famous novel, The Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man. One night, and a very fine night it was, 
three bats flew down the road. And that's it? Those of you who've read the novel will appreciate it. I don't get it. Yeah, you haven't read the novel. <laughs> I don't get it. I apologize for The not original it. line is, one day, and a very fine day it was, a moo cow was walking down the road. Uh-huh. You have to read the novel. I've heard you say that before, and you stop, and I think I've done that to you before, like, and? <laughs> read the novel. <laughs> I guess we have to, we all have homework to do. We have to read the novel. <laughs> and if you haven't read James Joyce... Shame on you. He's a treasure. Well, that goes with my dyslexia, and that would be a bad thing. Not reading. It's a bad thing because I don't want to read unless I need to read, and I want to read because of the dyslexia. It becomes more of something I have to work through. And I know it's something that I need to work through, but unless it's something that I'm very interested in right off the bat, I don't force myself to do it. Sounds like the need for bat medicine. Oh, I'm getting it lately. <laughs> But I also felt like, like I said, when I, went, when I decided to do the, the show, and I, I felt with the shifting of the energy that's going on, that the bat energy was very much appropriate. So I didn't know necessarily if I was getting given that the bat was appropriate or that um, it's appropriate and, 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 yo, you're about to get some of your own. At the same time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I, I really felt it. So I was like, let's let's go into the bat here. But um. Anyway, let me um 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 I don't know what I'm that's like, supposed I'm, to be. I'm sorry. I was changing this to some of the ideas of dream interpretations because I'm also seeing what time it is. So. Similar to above, I'm sorry, it's because I'm taking it off of something I was reading. A bat dream can also be a symbol of rebirth and realized potential. The version is letting, a version of whatever you may be dreaming, could be letting you know of a current path that you are on or is not very positive, you know, or capable for you to actually find new growth and new goals within. Mm -hmm. So depending on what the path is showing in its dream may be telling you the direction of what needs to happen to help you elevate your elevate yourself and the facts and help bring you more clearly into the level of where you really want to be. Right on. It also... Okay. And um, let, me, let, me, let me see, let me see, let me see. There is occasionally you may dream of the bat and feeling a little bit crazy. The version of this is usually has to do with the crisis within immediate family that you were dealing with when you were feeling, you know, the crazy energy from in the darkness. And that's because it is actually speaking to you of family transformation and family healing. And <laughs> that makes sense considering that happened with my mother just the other night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, irony. I have a lot of things. I'll post it on Other Than Dreams on Facebook that I pulled up because, like I said, we're not going to have enough time to go over everything we've gotten babbling. But I think that we've pretty much covered most of everything I said anyway that was in my notes. So, with that being said, are you about ready? I am ready. Sweet. All right. So, uh, we got some new solar activity, y'all. 
and it's pretty interesting. Uh, as of May 6th, 920 UTC, the region 2740 uh, continues to move into a better Earth-facing position and is currently crackling with a C-class solar flare. Multiple, to be in fact. One of these flares nearly broke into the M-class, registering at a C-class 9.9. And that was at zero, uh, 0510 UTC. The flare itself was a very rapid and not likely the source of a noteworthy coronal mass ejection. The sunspot region now <coughs> excuse me, has a delta magnetic configuration and should likely produce additional C-class flares and perhaps the isolated M-class flare during the next 24 hours, which means now. Images uh, on SolarHam are courtesy of SDO slash HMI. It should also be noted that another sunspot is now turning into view of the east limb, but does not appear to be as active as 2740 at this time. Uh, pay attention to SolarHam.com to find out what is going on with uh, sunspot, uh, with region 2740. It's active. C-class flares are not much to worry about. They will increase the KP index, which will increase... Uh, uh, the chances of aurora borealis is at lower latitudes, not low enough for anybody who's not close to the Arctic Circle to worry about. But once we start transfer uh, going into the M-class flares, it, it's worth starting to take note of, especially if you want to see pretty colors in the sky. <laughs> it's like a Pink Floyd concert in nature. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. I would love to see it. Firsthand. Yeah, me too, but I ain't going up where it's that fucking cold. Screw that. Yeah, not really. I'm okay seeing it on the video. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's not quite the same, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I am being told, though, as he's speaking, that um, it may be uh, uh, for, for the extra sensitives, the sensitives right now, you're highly sensitive people that you definitely, you may be, which I was just talking about before we went into this, you may be starting to bring, notice your dreams coming up and speaking to you because it happens to come with the sensitivities of these kind of things happening because spirit is marking and circling Neptune in green, which is speaking to you in my paperwork of what I'm about to talk to in astrology. Spirit keeps circling in green for me, Neptune at this moment, which means it's dealing with your inner magic from within your own self and it's also bringing growth and wholeness forward. So it might be making you deal with stuff you don't necessarily want to deal with. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just giving you what Spirit is saying as I jump into the astrology. And when Spirit speaks, I just feel the need I must listen. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, there's no point in me doing the things I do anymore because that's what it all comes down to. So anyway... As we are moving forward, yes, this is from May 7th through the 13th in astrology, but as we're moving, you know, through this week, everything really is moving us towards the full moon. It's moving us towards the full moon that's going to be happening in uh, Scorpio on the 18th. So we are kind of like shifting through our energies uh, and finding some growth and maturity by going through some of our own personal underworld, so to speak, and finding what needs to be cleared out so that when it comes to that full moon in Scorpio, because let's face it, Scorpio full moons are the most intense emotionally because, 
you feel everything to the nine, so to speak, when you're in Scorpio full moons. So you feel the love greater than you normally would. You feel the the joy, the love, the respect greater than you normally would. But then you also feel the betrayal, the denial, the uh, anger on a higher level as well. So depending on where you are on your path, come that full moon, it's going to have probably lifted to what it is you need to know and what no longer serves you and make you force that cleaning out. So that's basically what you're starting to do this week is sift through that so that you don't have as much to deal with come Scorpio full moon on the 18th. But the most important thing that's happening this week doesn't seem like it's one of the most important things. Mercury moved into Taurus on the 6th. And most of the time when people think of, you know, a planet shifting, either it's not a big deal at all or I've got a month to deal with whatever it's going to talk about. But see, Mercury has no intention of playing around in this sign. It's going to be here for like two weeks. It's flying through. It's going to drop a whole lot of information on you and then it's gone and it's going to be in Gemini. So this information that you're getting right up until more or less before this full moon it's it's like coming and dropping a load on your on your shoulders, more or less. Freezing of what it's got to say. You freaked me out. <laughs> and the thing is, is Taurus right now is the universal second house. So it's speaking to us of our possessions, our close possessions, like our cell phones and things that we care about, but movable possessions, like your cell phone, jewelry, candles, um, your car even, because it's a movable, you know, things that are movable possessions. But with that, it is also speaking to you about money and how you make money. And it's also ruled by, um, I believe it's ruled by Venus, which means it's also speaking to your sensitivities. Now, with that being said, with Uranus in here, I mean, yeah, Uranus in Taurus is speaking to your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, as well as your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, hitting it with a whole lot of sensitivity about what you need to create yourself in that second house universally. But with Mercury moving in, this is bringing a whole lot of com communication, both backwards and forwards, and it's going to fly by and make sure that you are understanding what this stuff is coming from from Uranus now that it's moved into Taurus. And it's, it, like I said, it's just, it's it's gonna, it might hit you under the belt as to stuff you need to see about your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, how that you're, you're putting yourself out there to the world, you know, and how are, is it benefiting you? Is it not benefiting you? Is it serving you in your self-worth, your self-worth, self self-value, self-esteem? Is it giving you the independence that you desire? If, why? Why isn't it if it's not? Is it not helping you invent yourself the way you desire to? Why? Why not? You know, and this communication is going to more or less force you to be heard. But that's only for those who are already understanding what they want themselves to be heard as. If you're still in transition of that, then this is going to turn around and really hit you under the belt as it's trying to help you understand the new direction that you need to be taking. And you only have two weeks before it says, see ya, and it's in Gemini. And then that's a whole nother subject. But this week in general really is all about 
the moon. I mean, I do have some some um, challenging situations. I have some chain reactions, and I'll get it get into them. But the moon is definitely questioning everybody this week, questioning everybody, sticking its nose into every conversation in pretty much all of the areas, and and you know, getting into the soul of the situation. You do have on the, uh, on the seventh, which was today, you had a double T square. So it was getting into your inner magic. It was getting into your abundance. It was getting into your warrior energy. But all week you have a T square that I'm going to speak about. And then I'm going to go back into the moon. Um, all week, though, you're having, a, a, and I'm being told it's definitely a, a growth energy within your actual physical world and material world as well. It is Venus and Vista in Aries. This is the universal first house. It's a fire energy. It's where the meek are strong. It's where... Uh, you're, you're ready to take on a new beginning. You're ready to start something new. You're, you're impulsive and ready to speak your mind. With Venus and Vista here, it's talking to you about the soul fire of who and what you are, why, why you see things the way you do. But it's also getting into the sensitivities of what's good and what's bad and why it's good or bad. Then it's speaking to Pluto and Saturn, which are now both in retrograde and Capricorn. And it's talking about the foundation that you're creating for yourself for like the next 20 years. With the south node in there, it's also making you learn about what you already know the south node is directly across from the north node <coughs> and this is the key here the south node already is something you got good at within your outer community so within the political arena but it's no longer serving it's no longer good it's it's kind of like ill waters within what Saturn and Pluto are trying to teach you so it needs to shift. So it's talking about rules, walls, and boundaries. Limitations. What are those limitations? Why are you not looking at them properly? Or why are you afraid to shift them? Because you can't soulfully be any good to yourself in the political arena and the world around you as well as just your own goals, your own dreams, your own jobs if you're not willing to shift those rules, walls, and boundaries. And it comes back over to the North Node, which is speaking to the home of what you are. The home of what you are is what you created yourself to be from whatever in the past has happened to you in your life. It's a cancer energy. So your sensitivities are fighting these changes. It's, it's, it's not something that is comfortable. It's not something that you're really wanting to just step up and take these changes on. You may be overthinking it, and this is why I said it's a growth period, because it's not something you really want to do. But the moon is going to be in Cancer during this T-square, and it's trining Lilith, and I'm perplexed about this. I don't know how I feel about this, because Lilith is a great feminine energy, but she's also full of ego. Nobody can tell... Uh, tell Lilith what to do and Lilith has no problem putting you or anybody in their place. She's now in the 12th house. So she's talking to you about the secrets that you hide. She's talking to you about all of your skeletons in the closet. She's talking to you about, um, you know, everything that you don't really want to deal with. So I feel like the moon is kind of trying to talk her into, let's try to heal this because she's also speaking to the North Node. But it's the moon in Cancer is fighting Mars. It doesn't want to get along with uh, the energy that's in Gemini. It's your Jekyll and Hyde energy. The Mars energy right now in you, it doesn't want to play nice. It wants to fucking win.
And that's that. It doesn't want to play nice. It doesn't want to learn to evolve. It doesn't want to heal. I want the answers. I want to win and I want to kneel when now. And that's not necessarily the right way to go. Then on the 10th and the 11th, the moon moves into Leo and it's squaring Aries and Taurus. So it's squaring is squaring Vista, is squaring Venus, is squaring Mercury, it's squaring Uranus. So this is your inner Leo, your inner fire, that fixed fire of who and what you think you are on an intuitive level about yourself emotionally. And this is where the king within you asks, starts asking the question, it's our... Am, am I setting the right foundations? Am I communicating properly? Am I independently ruling my kingdom in a healthy way or not? And you're going to be seeing things about how you're not doing it because being in Leo with the moon is not going to let you slide on those things. Then you have on the 12th and the 13th, the moon will be in Virgo. So it's the lie detector. It's the organizer. It's... It's the organizer, the lie detector. It's it's all about health and it's all about duty. And it's not getting along with Lilith and it's not getting along with Neptune. So it's fighting what is the healthiest and right way to serve your life. And it's, it's jumping into that universal 12th house of, again, where all your secrets are, all your denials are, what you have dormant, what you lie to yourself about, what you lie to everybody else about. And... It's fighting the change that you have to make, and it doesn't want to make it easy on you, but it's about growth. All of this is, but the moon is going to be questioning everything about this week, like I said, because it's taking you to the Scorpio energy on the 18th so that you have to release what's no longer serving you. I love you guys, and with all that being said, check in with us next week. Bye. May all your journeys be safe ones. Please check us out on our social media uh, platforms, LadyStarsAndFire.com, to uh, schedule your readings with Lady Stars and Fire. Uh, Lady Stars and Fire on YouTube. Uh, check out our videos. She's going to be producing quite a bit more here in the immediate future, as it sounds. Uh, check me out on YouTube, Hill Hippie. Uh, you can also uh, go to... Teespring slash stores slash otherland dash dreams. Uh, or you can, uh, if you want to, uh, how could I put this? If you want to support us and help us uh, make a better show, yeah, you, I, I really like your message, but you guys' delivery kind of sucks. Go to patreon.com slash otherland dreams <laughs> and become a patron. You know, you'll get access to all the full video uh, versions of the show. You'll get access to the, uh, the upcoming Hill Hippie on Mushrooms video series that I will be producing as I go out uh, <laughs> mushroom hunting. And I like the way that uh, the look I just got from the madman on from that. And <laughs> that's our $1, uh, $1 a month uh, tier for $50 a month. You get all that plus one ru uh, rune reading from Lady Stars and Fire. So please check out all of those options and consider, you know, enjoying any of these uh options we have out there for you thank you for listening to other dream uh, other land dreams and uh may all your journeys be safe ones bye i got duke nukem y'all <laughs>